It's time to break down the Buffalo Bills week six opponent, the challenges they present, and what the Buffalo Bills need to do to deal with them today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And as a reminder to you, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. You know what it is, folks. It's time to get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. A big one on Sunday. Let's talk about it. The Bills are on the road in week six to face the Chiefs. The game will be played on Sunday, October 16th at 425 p.m. Eastern time at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Jim Nance on the play-by-play. Tony Romo is the game analyst. Tracy Wolfson, the sideline reporter. Including the postseason, this will be the 53rd all-time meeting between the Bills and the Chiefs. And I don't think I need to remind you about the recent history between these two teams. I will say this. Coming out of 2020, the year Buffalo played Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs were better than the Bills. There was a gap there. We spent a lot of time in that offseason talking about what the Bills needed to do to close that gap. In 2021, last year, the Bills did close that gap. They beat them by 18 in the regular season, 38-20 to at their place. And then, of course, we all know the divisional round of the playoffs. I don't think you look at that divisional round of the playoffs and say, wow, Kansas City's just a way better team than the Bills. I think we could all agree the Bills should have won that game. Should have beat them twice last year. And so the gap that existed in 2020 was gone last year. And so now we get a chance to see the 2022 version of Bills versus Chiefs. Bills enter this game 4 and 1. The Chiefs are also 4 and 1. Kansas City has wins over the Cardinals, Chargers, Bucks and Raiders and a loss to the Colts. Head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is Andy Reid. He's a future Hall of Fame coach. 64 years old. He's in his 24th season as an NFL head coach. 14 years with the Eagles where he went 130-93 and 1. Had a ton of success, went to the playoffs 9 out of 14 seasons, five NFC Championship game appearances, one Super Bowl appearance. He's now in his 10th season with the Chiefs, where he's 107 and 43. So for his career, a record of 237, 136 and 1, with a 19 and 16 mark in the playoffs. Andy Reid came up under Mike Holmgren. He's had 10 assistants, go on to be NFL head coaches. He's amazing. 
He's challenged 132 plays for his career. He's won 66 of them. And in fact, he's won his last seven challenges. So he's been doing real well when it comes to challenging plays. And uh, the Chiefs don't get penalized a lot. They've only been flagged 24 times this year, which is the fifth lowest in the NFL year over year. They're very good when it comes when it comes to penalties. The quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes. Six foot three, 230 pounds. He's 27 years old. First round pick in 2017, number 10 overall. Of course, he sat behind Alex Smith as a rookie. He's been the Chiefs starter since 2018, and he's been unbelievable. Chiefs are 54 and 14 during the regular season with him as a starting quarterback. His 2022 season looks a lot like all of his other great seasons that he's put together. He's completing 66.7% of his passes, 280 passing yards per game, 15 touchdowns. That leads the league, two interceptions, 110.5 passer rating. Let's look into his metrics and see if we can find anything interesting. Of course, these are 2022 metrics. It's all 32 quarterbacks that have attempted at least 100 passes, right? So this is the 32 starters. His average time to throw is 2.66 seconds, 17th in the NFL. That's the fastest trigger of his career. Just like Josh Allen is getting the ball out quicker this year than he ever has, same applies to Patrick Mahomes. What I did find interesting about his splits, and when we look at the time to throw splits, it's always less than two and a half seconds and over two and a half seconds in terms of how long it takes to get the ball out of his hands. Now, he gets it out in under two and a half, 55% of the time. He gets it out in over two and a half, 45% of the time. The splits are identical, right? He's not a better passer when he gets it out quicker or when he holds onto it longer. They're identical. But what I did find interesting is that there's not a whole lot of middle ground here. When he gets the ball out in under two and a half seconds, he averages 1.78 seconds. He's got an extremely fast trigger when he gets the ball out quick. When he holds it, he holds it. When he holds onto the ball for over two and a half seconds, his average time to throw is 3.78 seconds. So like I said, there's just not a much, much in the way of middle ground. When he holds it, he holds it. When he gets it out quick, he gets it out quick. So you have to keep that in mind. It's a lot of scheme throws, right? That's a big part of what they do. There's some screen, there's some manufactured throws, and then there's just Pat, go be Pat, right? And make special plays like you see him do every time you watch Chiefs play. His average depth of target is 7.4 yards from the line of scrimmage. That's 13th in the NFL. Only 9.5% of his attempts are deep attempts, meaning they're targeted 20 plus yards down the field. That's the ninth lowest in the NFL. So far on throws that are targeted 20-plus down the field, Mahomes is 7 of 18 for 228 yards with a touchdown and no interceptions. So he's not been a super productive vertical passer yet this season. Obviously, we know what he's capable in that area. Play action, 21.4% of the time. That's 22nd in the NFL and a very similar rate to Josh Allen. One thing that's interesting about his splits with and without play action, is that his completion percentage is 11% higher with play action. So that's just something that um, has allowed Pat to be a little bit more efficient this year with his with his targets and finding completions. 11% of Mahomes' passes are screens. That's 12th in the NFL. We know that Andy Reid is always 
known for being a good screen guy, right? He's got good design and he's going to challenge you with some screens, with some screens, excuse me. And then his pressure splits. Patrick Mahomes is very good under pressure. In fact, he's got the number two passer rating in the end of NFL when he's under pressure. Josh Allen is number one, but there is still a big difference when he's kept clean compared to when he's pressured. When Mahomes is kept clean, completes 76% of his passes, 7.7 yards per attempt, 116.9 passer rating. When he's under pressure, he completes 49% of his passes, 6.7 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 96. Again, 96, very good. Number two in the NFL, but there's still a drop-off. When you pressure him compared to when he's kept clean, his completion percentage comes down 27%. He loses a yard per attempt, and his passer rating drops 21 points. If you want to make Patrick Mahomes worse, you have to get pressure on him. The last thing that I'll say about Patrick Mahomes is that there's just no point in blitzing him. He's one of those quarterbacks that kills the blitz. In fact, in my notes, I have written down, blitz, don't do it. And I know that that's great because the Bills are that team that doesn't blitz and they understand this. But for some reason, the Arizona Cardinals came out in week one and figured they'd blitz Patrick Mahomes like crazy, and they got torched. So if you want to make it real easy for Patrick Mahomes, send extra rushers and try to confuse him, and he'll replace the blitz with the ball and light up your defense. I don't think the Bills are going to fall into that at all, but I always like to point that out. He's one of those quarterbacks that you just don't blitz. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be very difficult to focus on solving problems when you are facing challenges in life. If that's the case for you, I strongly recommend trying therapy. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, make it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. We've all had situations in life where we need someone to talk to. I encourage everyone to be open to therapy. If you're ready to try therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief survey and get matched with a therapist, and you can switch at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off your first month. That's better, dot com slash locked on. We all know when it comes to sports, teamwork is everything. Every player on the field has their role that contributes to helping their team win. And honestly, it's the same when it comes to game day snacking. So whether it's making the dip or bringing the chips, everyone has their role. And if it's you bringing the chips, let me tell you, I'm going to make you the MVP because Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are out here changing the game. These are the best tortilla chips out there. My wife and I love them. And uh, they are so good. Like we love to make chili or artichoke dip or spinach dip or buffalo chicken dip. And they're delicious. They're crunchy. And they are made to dip. You never, and I mean, you never have to worry about them breaking in half when you're trying to scoop up some guacamole. They're sturdy and delicious. And I also love that they're grown from from organic uh, flint corn that's grown right in upstate New York. So be the hero at this week's tailgate and grab a bag of Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips at your local Wegmans. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, making you the MVP. The offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs is Eric Bieniemy, 53 years old. He's in his fifth season as the Chiefs offensive coordinator and as an NFL offensive coordinator. All of his experience as a coordinator has been under Andy Reid with the Chiefs. 
He was the Vikings running backs coach from 2006 to 2010, the offensive coordinator in college at Colorado 2011 and 2012. He was a Chiefs running backs coach from 2013 to 2017, and then the offensive coordinator starting in 2018. You guys know the Chiefs offense has been unbelievable under Mahomes. They're top six in, in scoring and yards every year since 2018. So very, very dynamic offense. So far in 2022, they're phenomenal. They're number one in the NFL in scoring, 31.8 points per game. That leads the league. They're 52.5% on third down. That's number two. They score a touchdown 78.3% of the time they get to the red zone. That's number three. 381 pa uh, total yards per game. That's sixth. 114 rushing yards per game. That's 18th. And 267 passing yards per game. That is fourth. Looking at their personnel, you got to start with the tight end. You got to start with Travis Kelsey. He's the most targeted player in the offense. He caught four touchdown passes on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. I mean, if you know how to stop him, you could be an NFL defensive coordinator because nobody's been able to figure it out. He's big. He's physical. He's strong. He's smart. He knows how to get open. He's got great hands. He's tough to tackle. I mean, he is just a phenomenal talent. We're talking about a Hall of Fame tight end, one of the best to ever do it. He's a problem. There's no way around it. And he's got great chemistry with Patrick Mahomes. So you got an elite player at tight end. You have an elite player at quarterback. And they're on the same page. And that's a problem. And that'll be a big test for the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, you lean into Matt Milano. You lean into Tremaine Edmonds. You hope Jordan Poyer can help. But you just try to limit a guy like that because he's going to make his place. And he's going to be frustrating to deal with. Their wide receiver core is looking quite different this year than it has in the past. Their most targeted wide receiver is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Came over from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, tall, linear type player. Has some explosiveness about him. Has, has some inconsistency about him. But obviously a, a player that's finding some production here with the Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster came over from the Steelers. He's been targeted 28 times, so I think he's the third most targeted player in this offense. Big slot, ball skills, uh, kind of a savvy guy that knows how to find space and make himself available for Mahomes. And then they also have Nicole Hardman, who's been their most experienced receiver with Patrick Mahomes, but he's not really had a lot of production this year. Only 18 targets. He's the guy that you figured would be their speed guy, their burner down the field, and you know, to this point, that hasn't really become a thing yet for this offense. And then they also have Sky Moore, who was a second-round pick this year. Uh, nice player, brings some speed, more of a slot-type player. He's helping them as a punt returner. Uh, they've gotten him going a little bit in the screen game. He's made a few plays. I would, I would kind of say he's been a little bit like Khalil Shakir, where there's been some flashes. You know there's some ability, but hasn't yet been a big part of their offense, but certainly – will as the season moves along and, and in future years. So they've they've got a new look receiver core. They still got Kelsey, but look, it all works, right? They're they're getting a ton of yards, they're scoring a lot of points. And so um it's not with Tyreek Hill, but they're probably deeper, right? They don't have that premier number one receiver like Tyreek Hill, but I think they have more complementary pieces in this passing game. 
their running backs, they've got a trio here. Obviously, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know him. Um, First-round pick a few years ago. Competitive runner. He's not super super explosive. He's a little bit like Devin Singletary, where there's a low center of gravity, some passing game ability, not a ton of speed, but a, a really good ability to navigate space and um, challenge you with low pad level. Isaiah Pacheco has been awesome for them. He's a, a, a late-round pick, right? has come in and and filled a nice role here as a complimentary player to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, very balanced, physical, downhill runner. And then Jarek McKinnon, who's this X-factor for this team, really explosive back that they've actually thrown the ball the most to of all their running backs, and he provides a speed element that doesn't really exist in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco. So he's a, a really nice complimentary piece to this offense as a ancillary component, but anytime he gets the ball, you feel like he he really provides some value to this offense. So that is their weaponry. Their offensive line, left tackle Orlando Brown. He's in a contract year. He wants all the money in the world. He's been an NFL starter since 2018. I think he's been more of an up, up and down player than anything. Um, I wouldn't pay him what he's asking. Um, has his moments, obviously a better run blocker, but he he certainly challenges with speed. He's a big Massive tackle with heavy feet, and so you can get to his edges. And and uh, if you got some flexibility and speed about you, you can get around them. At left guard, they got one of the best in the in the business, Joe Tooney. Uh, he's been on the Chiefs now for his second season. Was with the Patriots before. One of the best guards in in the game. Their center is Creed Humphrey, second year player, second round pick last year. He was phenomenal as a rookie, and he's phenomenal again this year. One of the better centers in the league already. Their right guard is Trey Smith, uh, was a late-round pick last year and is an absolute stud for this football team. Um, I think he's going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the game for a long time. He missed Monday night against the Raiders. I suspect he'll be back this week, um, and so I'm preparing accordingly for him to be the right guard. And I, I would say pretty confidently that Tooney, Humphrey, and Smith is the best middle three in the NFL in terms of offensive line. The right tackle is Andrew Wiley, who's a nice player for them, 47-game starter, has played guard and tackle. Um, he's been a serviceable fill-in starter. I don't think he's a guy that you love as a starter, but he's serviceable. And so this offensive line is elite in the middle, but I think the tackles is where you have a chance to you know, really, really get some wins there. So, but man, a rock solid middle three, which is important for kind of their structure, right? With Pat Mahomes and, and, um, avoiding pressure in his face and maintaining a very good depth of pocket. I mean, it's a very smart construction of this line. And so they can kind of get by with average to below average tackles because of the wall that they set with that middle three. So. Uh, different type of makeup, right? You normally see teams prioritize the tackles more than the guards. Um, but uh, I kind of get it for Kansas City. Makes a lot of sense to me. So what are my keys for the Bills on defense against this really friggin' good Chiefs offense? Uh, number one, pressure with four. And I know that goes without saying, but the Bills defensive line has to show up. You have to contain Mahomes in the pocket. You have to affect them with four. I mean, this is why you signed Von Miller. This is why you drafted Greg Rousseau in the first round and Boogie Basham in the second round and A.J. Epinesa in the second round. It's for this moment. 
at Oliver in the first round. You signed Tim Settle. This is why. This is why you got to win. You have to win with those guys. Von Miller has to show up on Sunday. I don't, I don't think he won't, but I mean, this is, these are the moments, right? And Greg Rousseau was the defensive player of the week in his first outing against Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you saw the way he was able to impact that game. You need all of that, right? All of that impact, all of that compression, the speed from Miller, the the long arms and heavy hands and motor of, of Greg Rousseau. It's time to put your big boy shoes on and dominate a football game. So number one, pressure with four, the defensive line has to show up and you have to contain Mahomes in the pocket. So I know he's not Lamar Jackson in terms of mobility. He's got tons of athleticism. He could beat you with his legs. But what you want to avoid is when he can get outside the pocket and make throws. So you have to be disciplined with how you rush him. You have to stay in your lanes. You can't give him easy escape outlets. He rolls right and buys extra time. He's going to complete the ball. So you have to win up front, but you have to be disciplined, and you cannot let him get outside the pocket. I think, look, I'll tell you, I think that's the reason why the Bills played a closer game in the playoffs than they should have. They were getting wins up front, but they weren't finishing. And because they weren't finishing Mahomes, it couldn't get him down. He was able to navigate and move around and make throws. So it's a tough challenge. But you have to contain him in the pocket the best you can. And he'll drift. He'll go backwards. He will do that. So you want, you remember that play, the the interception, Jordan Poyer against Lamar Jackson to, to kind of seal that game? Jordan Poyer, great play on the ball, but that was made possible because of what Shaq Lawson and Greg Rousseau did with their rush to kind of compress and, and maintain their contain and force Lamar back and, and to be in an uncomfortable spot to try to fit that ball in. You need a lot of that. And Von Miller has to be careful. And I know that Von should be well acquainted with Patrick Mahomes having played in this division for a number of years together. But this isn't the game to freelance as a pass rusher and go inside and uh, you know not be mindful of your contained responsibilities. You have to be able to do that or Pat is going to light you up. Number two, space the field with seven in coverage and stay disciplined, right? This is tough, right? You're going to have to cover for a long time. You know, when he holds on to it, it's nearly for four seconds. It's a long time to cover. And so you have to stay in phase and you have to stay disciplined. Patrick Mahomes is exceptional at creating space for his targets with his eyes and manipulating coverage and looking one way and forcing guys to move out of their zones and creating a little space and throwing the ball to a spot that you left to his guy. You have to cover and be disciplined for a long time and be mindful of how you space the field. You want to flood the coverage lanes and make it hard, right? Make it as hard as possible to slot throws against your defense. And that comes with disciplined, consistent coverage spacing. Number three is tackle. And the Bills have, like I talked about on herd mentality, best tackling defense we've seen under Sean McDermott. But I'm telling you, screens are going to come in this game. They're going to come. They're going to try to isolate some of their guys in space, Sky Moore, Jarek McKinnon, and try to get some yards after catch and make you think about pinning your ears out back and, and selling out to rush the passer. 
So you have to tackle, and this this offense is good enough on their own. You don't have to give them extra, right? You don't want to give them extra yards because you didn't make a tackle. This is a big-time tackling game. It always is, right? But in a game like this, when you're going up against a great team with a great offense, you don't want to give them anything extra. So tackling securely and being sound with your fundamentals there is going to be key. Number four, I have, this is another similar one from the Ravens game. Just keep playing. The Chiefs are elite on offense. Number one scoring offense in the league. They're going to make plays. Patrick Mahomes is going to do stuff that is annoying, right? He's going to make you miss in the pocket. He's going to make a throw. And even when you have perfect positioning, you're going to be wrong. And they're going to make plays, right? Just keep playing. Stay dialed in. Keep playing. Don't let it get to you. This is one of those mental toughness games, just like the Ravens was. Keep playing. And number five is red zone defense. The Chiefs are converting their red zone opportunities to touchdowns at a high clip. If I'm not mistaken, number one in the NFL. 81 or 78.3% of the time, they're scoring red zone a touchdown when they get to the red zone. This is one of those games where drives that end in field goals for either team on offense are wins for the defense. Anytime you can limit them to three instead of seven, you got to do it. And so you got to tighten the screws in the red zone. They're going to get yards. They're going to make plays. But can you avoid them scoring touchdowns and force them to settle for field goals? That's going to be a defining component in this big-time AFC showdown. BetOnline is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Let's talk about this Chiefs defense that is coordinated by Steve Spagnuolo, 62 years old. Tons of experience in the NFL. 13 seasons as either an NFL defensive coordinator or a head coach. And over the last three years with the Chiefs, he's had a top 10 scoring defense each year. Very good defensive mind here in Steve Spagnuolo. So far in 2022, they're giving up 25 points per game. That's 23rd in the NFL. 339 total yards per game. That's 14th. 83 rush yards per game, that's third. 255 pass yards per game, 24th. Third down, 38.5% of the time. They limit those conversions, that's 15th. And then here's the big number here. Their red zone defense in terms of limiting touchdowns is very poor. 81.3% of the time the opposition gets inside the 20, they score a touchdown. That's 31st in the NFL. Let's look at their personnel. Interior defensive line, Chris Jones, Derek Noddy, Colin Saunders are going to be the main players there. Chris Jones, one of the elite defensive players in the, in the NFL, big, explosive, physical, smart. You know, this is the type of guy that can wreck a game. You know it. You've seen it. He's a stud. He's a problem. Derek Noddy next to him. I think Noddy struggled this year. I've watched all the Chiefs games. I think he's been below average. And obviously, his his calling card is is 
what he can do as a run defender, and he doesn't give you much as a pass rusher, but his run defense hasn't been there either yet this year. Colin Saunders is a toolsy player that's been you know kind of banged up throughout his career, but you know when he's available, I feel like he provides a spark as a third defensive tackle. Off the edge, it's Frank Clark, George Karloftis, a first-round pick this year. Carlos Dunlap are their primary guys. Uh, Frank Clark, kind of an up-and-down streaky player. There's times where you think that this is one of the best pass rushers in the league. There's times where he disappears. George Karloftis is a high-motor dude. He's going to play. He's going to bring it. He's going to attack gaps, and he's going to hustle through the whistle on every single play. And he's making plays right now just based off of effort alone. And then a veteran player in Carlos Dunlap that hasn't made much of an impact yet for this team, but an established player in the league that is very capable of affecting your quarterback. At linebacker, Nick Bolton and Darius Harris with maybe some Leo Chennault. Willie Gay is one of their preferred starters. He's suspended, so that's a big loss for them. And so Darius Harris has had to play more than they want him to in his place. And then if they go three linebackers, you'll see a rookie and Leo Chennault get on the field. I'm not sure this will be a game where he'll play a ton unless it's going to be blitzing and trying to send his athleticism at Josh Allen. But Nick Bolton is an enforcer on the second level, second-year player, uh, second-round pick out of Missouri, really dynamic downhill player. He's a bowling ball, uh, he packs a punch, tone setter, physical, really good run defender uh, that can blitz and uh, has been a little better in pass coverage than I thought he would be. Not that he's a great man-to-man matchup space player, but sh- shallow zone drops and kind of trigger and tackle, he can get by. But, man, this guy's an enforcer as a downhill player. At corner, it'll be Rashad Fenton and Jalen Watson on the outside with Legereus Sneed as a slot corner. Uh, Legereus Sneed's one of the best slot corners in the league. Uh, impact player, tackles, can blitz, defend the run, good in man coverage. And so the Bills slot, the, uh, cor- slot receivers will have a big challenge with Sneed. But then on the outside, you know, I think Rashad Fenton's like an average player. Um, you know, he's kind of grabby, up and down, streaky. You can get completions on him. Uh, he's best when he can get some disruption at the line of scrimmage and throw off the timing of your route. Then Jalen Watson is a seventh-round rookie out of Washington State who has had to play this year a lot more than I think they anticipated because Trent McDuffie, their other first-round pick, got hurt in week one and hasn't been available. And so it's kind of put Jalen Watson into the lineup. And I think he's mostly held his own, to be honest with you. I know that the Raiders early in that game on Monday night kind of went after him a little bit, um, and he showed some vulnerability, but he's also kind of held his own. And I think he'll probably be a guy that they'll play a lot on Gabe Davis uh, for kind of the size components there. So um, Sneed's kind of their dude at corner. He's a good player. And then at safety, you have a couple of uh, veterans here, Justin Reed, who they're paying a, a decent amount of money to come over and be one of their starting safeties. And then Juan Thornhill, if I'm not mistaken, he's in a uh, contract year as the other safety next to him. I think they're both balanced players with ball skills and can tackle. They're mostly pretty smart, uh, but I don't think either one's had a great start to the season yet so far. But uh, guys that I think are you know, at least average to quality starters in the NFL. So that is the Chiefs personnel on defense. What are my keys? For the Bills' offense against this Chiefs' defense, number one, I have written down, throw it. Throw the ball. This defense so far this year is allowing a passer rating of 106.6 to opposing quarterbacks, and they have one interception. Throw it. Be aggressive. Go after these guys. 
think you have some some opportunities to win some matchups. And obviously, you had a ton of success throwing the football against them both games last year, especially down the field. Go do it. And we'll see we'll see how they play it, right? In the uh the divisional round playoff game, they said we're going to take away Steph Diggs and see if Gabe Davis can beat us. And <laughs> I think Gabe proved that he can beat him, right? I, the, the circumstances of the game didn't allow that to actually be a true statement, but Gabe made some huge plays. And so we'll see if they pay him some extra attention. And then from there, do you get some of those ancillary players like a Khalil Shakir, like a Isaiah McKenzie going a little bit more in this game? Maybe get the tight ends going. I think you have some opportunities here to really spread the ball around and, and take advantage of this Chiefs secondary. Number two, I have written down finished drives. The Chiefs have been a terrible red zone defense this year. 78.3% of the time, they give up a touchdown. That's 31st in the NFL. So they're great at scoring touchdowns when they get to the red zone, but they're bad at preventing them. And this is a game where you have to execute in the red zone. Just like I talked about on the other side of the coin here, where you know anytime that you can limit them to field goals and not touchdowns in the red zone, that's a big win for you. Well, it's the same the other way around, but they're bad on red zone defense. So you have to take advantage of that, and this isn't the week for them to find themselves themselves defensively when it comes to red zone defense. you got to finish drives with touchdowns. Number three, don't let Chris Jones wreck your game. We know what he's capable of. He can really ruin some stuff. Have a plan. Have a plan for that guy. Number four, mix in the run. You know, I know that statistically this run defense has been pretty good, but I think there's been some circumstances that play into that more so than their actual ability to stop the run. I just watched Josh Jacobs run all over this defense. 21 carries, 154 yards, over seven yards per carry. There's some leaks in that run defense. Study that tape and figure it out. The Raiders' offensive line stinks, and they ran the ball all over Kansas City. So I would be very interested in kind of mixing in the run and seeing what you can gain from that game plan to find some leaks and, and attack them with the run a little bit, and that includes Josh Allen. I do some design quarterback run with Josh Allen this week. And the last thing I have written down for the Bills on offense is just be you. Go play the game. You're one of the elite teams in the NFL. This is your stage. You don't have to do anything special. Just go play your game. Just go play your game. You're elite too. You're number one offense in the league, number two in scoring. Your quarterback's amazing. Just go play. Just go play. Go play your game. You don't have to do anything special. Play your game. I, I, I feel like sometimes in a game like this, you can have an urgency to feel like you have to do more than what is required. Just go play your game. Go play your game. Real quick on special teams, their punter is Tommy Townsend. He's been the best punter in the NFL this year. Almost five seconds of hang time per punt. He's phenomenal. Their kicker, this has been a problem for them. Harrison Bucker is their kicker, and he's one of the best in the league, but he's been injured. And um, they've had some struggles because of that. They've rotated in a few different kickers. Matthew Wright uh, kicked on Monday for the, against the Raiders. I think He made a 59-yard field goal, but he missed some others. And so they kind of have a shaky field goal situation. And then their kick returner is Isaiah Pacheco, big physical runner, running back. We talked about him already, a rookie. Uh, so, you know, look, maybe he'll make a mistake, but he's a tough guy to bring down. And then their punt returner is Sky Moore, rookie as well. Um, 
has a lot of ability in that regard, but you know, he's a rookie and rookies make mistakes. So maybe see if he'll muff one. Well, the same thing's true for the Bills. They got a rookie punt returner and Khalil Shakir as well. So hopefully, hopefully the Bills rookie shows up and does well and their rookie plays like a rookie. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. As always, I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.